Somebody go ahead and give God a praise. Come on, you can do better than that. If that, if, that, if that was for me, I'm glad. But for Jesus, give him the best praise you got. Hallelujah. I feel like praising him today. Somebody just do, do me one favor. If you have at least one thing to praise God for, at least one thing to thank him for. Would you just thank him for that right now, whatever that is?
they told their mother, Mother Maddie Moss Clark, who was the director of Kojic Music International, that she could no longer perform with her daughters because they had become too secular. What, 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 what the church did not see at that moment is what I want you to see today. Because they were not the first ones who were in church and yet touching a secular strain. The blues comes up out of the church, just like the old hymn did. When you hear country music, it comes up out of the church. When you hear any kind of pop music, it emanates from the church. If any of you are jazz aficionados and you, you like Mr. Magic back in the day, Grover Washington. Grover Washington's beat and music came from his relationship with the church. And if you hear the godfather of Go-Go, Chuck Brown, talk about his music and his beat. When Chuck Brown talks about it, he says that he heard it on Mr. Magic and he recognized the beat from when he grew up in church. And so when he was looking for a sound for the town, he said he came back to his roots in the church. There's something about how the relationship between the church and our daily lives intertwine that messes folk up. Because the truth be told, same folk in the club on Friday. I know y'all don't think I know. Same folk in the club on Saturday. Dropping it like it's hot. And now they've got older, they picking up like it's warm. Y'all excuse me because y'all saying so beautiful. They in the church on Sunday. Kelly, Michelle, and Beyonce, Destiny's Child. Those girls were church girls. And it's no wonder that when Beyonce needed to reflect and get back to her roots and try to clear her head in the new album, Renaissance, she went back to her church roots and she began to explore what gave her joy. So when you see Beyonce on her horse and you hear Beyonce in her album, Church Girls, Beyonce says, my intention was to create a safe place, a place without judgment, she explained, a place to be free of perfectionism and overthinking, a place to scream, release, feel freedom.
I, I know, I know y'all ain't ready for me this morning. Listen, you've got to understand that what you see here are people who are in church and yet struggling with church. In church and yet struggling with some of the things church people say, but they don't actually do. Because see, whether you know it or not, and whether you saw them or not, they saw you. They know your flaws and foibles, and then they also know how we treat them if we know theirs. And maybe, just maybe, the church needs to pause before we condemn and see if there's something that we need to think about. Uh, Candace Marie Bimbo, who, who was a classmate of my daughter's at Duke Divinity School, she, she wrote something that, that is interesting. She, out of the book, uh, Red Lip Theology, uh, he, here's what she wrote about Beyonce's new song, Church Girl. She says, something is happening everywhere. Black women of faith are refusing to accept the lie that we cannot live into what we know to be true about who we are and, it, and to be counted as sacred. We are sexual, sensual, and spiritual. We are religious, ratchet, and righteous. We are human and we are holy. And as we continue to own these truths for ourselves, it will be the starting point for the generations of church girls coming behind us. <sighs> I, I'm going somewhere. I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanna drop three dimes on you before I leave this morning. I, I, I wanna give you the first nugget that I'm putting on you is this. Don't mistake the moment to be all that matters. See, what, 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 you, what you're looking for, what you're looking at, is you thinking about some of the lyrics that are, that are not church appropriate. And, and they're not things that I would have preferred anyone to say, but, but there's some other things that are in here that we ought to catch hold of, and I'll, I'll grab them in a moment, but, but watch this. You've got to realize that there's some things going on in the world and that any time you catch a person in a moment, all you are seeing is a snapshot of their life. You're not seeing their whole life, just a snapshot. And I can promise you, if I caught you at the wrong moment this morning as you were preparing for church, that wouldn't be a picture you want everybody to see. But that was just a snapshot. It was a moment. It wasn't the way you were going to present yourself when you walked out the door. And sometimes we look at moments in people's lives as all that is that matters. But I need to tell you something. When you're going through something, you don't care what anybody thinks about how you look to them or what's going on with you. You're going through something and you're trying to deal with it the best way you can. 
that in life we end up dealing with stuff the best way we can. Okay, y'all ain't got that yet. Let me see if I can help you. If you look at the text and the list of names of those in what we refer to as the Hall of Fame of Faith, every one of them has a snapshot moment where they had something that happened in their life that proved they weren't perfect. This is going to bless somebody that's, that thinks that God has given up on you. God doesn't give up on people. God doesn't give up on you because you had a bad day or you had a bad month or even a few bad years. The reality is that the moment is not all that matters. What matters is that one holds on with one's faith until the end. Y'all, let me, let, me, let me give you a few of these just, just in case you don't know it. You see, if, if you just look at a moment in the life of Noah, all you could picture is him getting drunk. If you look at a moment in the life of Abraham, you can picture him lying and saying that his wife was just his sister. If you look at just a moment in the life of Sarah, you can see her laughing at angels when they talked about her having and conceiving a child and then lying about the laughter. If you look at Isaac, you can see the moments in his life when he crumbles under the pressure only to pick himself back up and find his way again. If you look at Jacob, you can see him as a trickster, but God had something greater for him. What you need to know is that there are times in our lives when the failure and foibles and flaws become existent and others can see them but they are moments and they do not make up the total of our existence. <sighs> but but I'm, I'm not through yet. Because the second thing you need to know is don't miss the message because you don't like the mess. Ooh, I feel like preaching this one. Don't, don't miss the message because you don't like my mess. Let, let, me, let me see if I can do this for you. Beyonce has a line in there. It seems like the throwaway line, but it's not. Beyonce says in, in, in her song, she says, I'm finally on the other side. Other side of what, sister? You wealthy? You married to wealth? Y'all are billionaires. But you mean that money doesn't take away misery? I'm trying to help somebody right now. She says, I'm finally on the other side. I, find, I finally found the urge to smile. In other words, I ain't been smiling before. I've been through too much to even force a smile. I finally found the urge to smile. Swimming through the oceans of tears we cried. Tears that we've cried. You know you got church in the morning, but you're doing God's work. You're going in. She ain't trying to hurt nobody. Yeah, yeah, let me see. Come on back, come on back. I'm, I'm going to work with you for a minute. What, what you need to hear here, in the middle of the mess, 
you need to hear someone saying, I love God, but I'm hurting. Come on, y'all. I, I love God, but I'm, I'm hurting. I, I, I love God, but, but I'm hurting. I, 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 maybe, maybe get the next one. You, 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 yeah, thank y'all, audio. Stay with me now. Listen, I, I love God, but, but I need healing. I love God, but, but I need healing. I, I, I'm going through some stuff. I love God, but, but I still need to be healed. I love God, but I'm going through hell. Y'all ain't got it yet. You see, anytime you use a metaphor like swimming through the ocean of the tears we cry, what you're trying to say is that I have shed so many tears and my eyes have become so wet with water. I'm not swimming in rivers, oceans, or chlorinated pools. I'm swimming through the liquid that has come out of my own body and I'm crying. And there's somebody in here that can hear in your own story, your own tears. And, and let me help you here. If you think that you're the only one that's ever cried, then you fool yourself. Because there's not a soul under the sound of my voice that hadn't shed tears tears over loss, tears over love loss, tears over lingering loss. Because long after it's been lost did not mean that my emotions have stopped and been shut off. I had the service, I did everything I was supposed to do, but I can't let go. My tears! Keep welling up. You've got to realize that when you listen closely, that there's some young people that have been disenfranchised from the faith because they want to know that the faith ain't fake. And see, the reason people have to wonder if the faith is fake is if you keep acting like everything's okay when it ain't, and they don't know whether you're faking it or faithing it because you won't explain what you're doing and you won't share with them that I'm walking by faith right now, baby. Yes, I'm still crying, but I'm trusting God. Yes, I'm going through, but I'm trusting God. You don't have to keep faking praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Sometimes you don't feel like saying praise the Lord. Sometimes you feel like saying, I need help. When the help comes and you really praise God, you bless me more when I know you real than when I think you're fake. See, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna walk down somebody's street. See, real folk have real problems. 
Real, real folk have trials and tribulations. Real folk have days when they don't feel good. Real folk have times when they don't feel like throwing up their hands and waving them like they just don't care. Real folk have days when they call upon God and wonder if God is even listening. Real folk have days when they ask God for things and then look around hoping that God is actually listening to them and they know that God is real, but there are times even in a real saint's life when they wonder, God, where are you today? Real folk will go to God like Job and say, where were you at? And there are times in your life when you have a where were you at moment with God. Just be real. I'm going to get out your way. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm on my seat. I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm done. What you have to know is that uh, condemnation of the secularism of some people searching ain't going to work. But the hand of love will. Mary Mary hit it on point when they said, I love God. How about you? <laughs> why, why did that resonate with younger people? It, wasn't, it didn't, didn't just resonate because it was a Mary Mary song. It resonated because it asked the question that they were asking themselves as they struggled with their relationship with the divine with God. What the Clark sisters did and what they do is they keep pushing us forward to ask the question of what God is doing now. How do we speak to this new generation? How do we open up the doors of the church to the new generation? How do we ask the hard questions of ourselves and of how we live our life of faith for a new generation? That's our question now. See, some of y'all are saved, been saved. You've been saved so long you don't know nothing but saved. You've been saved so long you got Jesus on the mind. You, Jesus running your toenails. But I ain't talking to you this morning. You'd have already converted. Our biggest problem is not converting you. Our biggest problem is bringing others in to what God is doing right now. Last point, and I'm done. This is it. I'm closing. I'm all done. Y'all, y'all, you don't have to play Beyonce right now. I got this. I don't need her. She, y'all can play her on the way home, but you might need to wait and play it. We hear it in private first. All right, listen. Let me let me give you this last point. I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. This is it. This is it. Don't misunderstand the meaning because of the Messiah. 
don't misunderstand the meaning because of the Messiah. Now, now let me help you here because, see, what you don't realize is it is easy for you to think that you're going to offend Jesus. It's easy for you to think that the Messiah is going to be upset because of what you're doing. I don't know what's going on up there, but me and Beyonce can't compete right now. Okay, listen. Then you turn my mic down. Okay, thank you. All right, God bless y'all. All right, listen. Here you go. I got to close here. I'm back. Listen. You see, sometimes you think that we're going to mess up Jesus in this equation. Remember this. Jesus knows all about us. Come here. Before I sit down, think of the worst mistake you ever made in your life. Whatever it is. Think of the one you didn't get caught. Come on. Just think of the worst mistake you didn't get caught. Nobody knows, or maybe whoever else knows has already gone to glory. So there's no one left to tell the story. The worst mistake. Everybody got one? Now those of you who got two or three, just pick one. Just pick one. Just pick one. Just pick one. Just one. Just one. Your worst mistake, nobody knows. Maybe the other party already with the Lord. Or, okay. But anyway, listen. Guess what? Jesus knows. J Jesus knows. And guess what? He loves you anyway. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to stop, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to close this sermon out right here. Here, here it is. Here it is. Let me, let me go to the end of the list. When I get down to Samson, I get to Samson and he ends up getting a haircut in the wrong barbershop. Technically, it's a technicality, but technically, he was with a prostitute. And yet, he is listed in the Hall of Fame of Faith. David David come here I know you don't want nobody to talk about this but I'm going to talk about it anyway David looked off his balcony as king saw a woman that wasn't his wife and took her there's nothing in the Bible that says it was a consensual relationship it was a power 
trip. The fact that he ended up marrying her does not take away the assault that preceded the marriage. See, I'm mess somebody's up right now. You go, don't, don't get upset. Stay in church. Here. I just need you to understand your perfectionism may not be what you think it is. Listen. Come here, David. Not only did you power trip and take the woman, but when she got pregnant by you in a time where her husband was at war, you brought him back to set him up. But he was so holy, he would not even go in to be with his wife while others were at battle and at war. So you couldn't set him up. So you set him up again and got him killed. And yet, you're right here. Again, what you need to know is not that God approves sin, but God forgives. <laughs> what you need to understand is that what we have right now are struggling people trying to figure out how do I cope in a world where I feel like the world is collapsing on me and where is God in the midst of all I'm struggling with and what you've got to tell them is that God did not leave you nor abandon you and God has not forgotten you but the God you serve loves them where they are the way they are and what they're going through and that God cares too much about them to ever turn God's back on them and that the loving hand of God continues to draw us and continues to give us something to hold on to and if we hold on and hold out by faith we shall make it and by faith we shall survive even on the cruel edges of the world because God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus. Come on, give God a praise. Come on, give God a praise. Woo! Every head bowed, every eye closed. I extend an invitation. I know this is different and unique. I'm just getting warmed up. I want to extend the invitation. Maybe there's somebody who's heard me today and said, you know what? I want to be at a church where folks are real. I want to be around some people that love God and recognize I ain't perfect yet. That I'm striving towards perfection that I'm trying to reach the mark and God's still working on me. God's still fixing me. God's still changing me. If you're here today and you desire to be a part of this fellowship, 
If you slip your hand up and usher will come right to you. And then right after church, right after we close, we'll pray and talk to you. We'll give you some information. If you're here now, you can lift your hand. If you're online, call me. Write me. Email me. Tell me I want to be a part of this church. The number's listed right now. This is your chance to be a part of this. God loves you. Let nobody fool you. God loves you. God loves you. God cares about you. And God cares about what you're going through. And no matter what you're dealing with, don't you ever believe that God's going to abandon you. You know what? The psalmist says he picked me up out the miry clay. You can't pick somebody up in mud and dirt if you're not willing to get dirty with them. God says, I'll pick you up. I know what you look like. I found you there. I know what you're going through. I see everything. And you've never gone a step too far that God can't love you. God, we thank you now. We bless your name for those listening online and those in this sanctuary. We ask God that your saving power, your healing power, your delivering power be around them, in them. Let them make a commitment to serve you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Right now, saints, you may receive your seats in just this moment. I want you to get your gifts and offering together. If you're here in the sanctuary and you desire to give, get your offering together. Prepare it for the giving at the door. I want you to get it together, your tithes, your offering. Some of you have pledged to be a part of our capital stewardship giving, and you said that you would give uh, $20, $25, whatever it was, a week. Get your gift, whatever it is and get it there. There are three ways to give. You can give by Cash App, by Givelify, or by uh, online. You can give, and we just know God is going to bless you for your giving. Amen? God is going to bless you for your giving, and I want you to know that. I believe that the God we serve honors faithfulness. Let's bless it. God, we thank you for our giving. Even now, God, we give unto the kingdom of the living God. And we ask, God, that you bless our gifts, restore it a hundredfold, and cause us to be blessed in every area of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.